Hello, friends, and welcome to the Resilient Leaders Podcast. I'm J.R. Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships, an organization committed to equipping hungry leaders like you for a world of complexity and uncertainty. And this is why resilience is important. This is why the podcast was started. It's hard to believe that this week marks the two-year anniversary to when the world shut down, at least in here in America, due to the pandemic. Can you even think back to what life was like pre-pandemic? It took me a long time to think about that. Two years isn't a long period of time, and yet it feels like it's been about a decade. Doesn't it feel like that? Do you remember where you were when you first thought, oh, wow, this virus thing is a really, really big deal? For me, it was March 11th, 2020. It was my son's youngest, uh, my youngest son's birthday, and since he loves basketball, we had given him tickets for all of us to go to the Philadelphia 76ers game. My in-laws were in town, and we went to dinner beforehand, and the restaurant we were at was eerily empty. We went to the game and thought, something seems off. We had heard about some virus from China over the last week or two prior, but we couldn't fully grasp the ramifications yet. But two things happened that night that changed our perspective. Number one, first, there was a line in the men's restroom at halftime, not for the urinals, but at the sink for guys to wash their hands. Now, ladies, this never happens. I thought, wow, people are really caring about being healthy here. And as the final seconds were about to tick off the clock at the end of the game, we learned that the NBA season had been canceled. What? On the way out to the parking lot, the t-shirt vendors were announcing the NBA season is ending and there are specials on all t-shirts, just five bucks. And we thought this is a really, really big deal. On the drive home, we learned that school would be canceled the next day, that Tom Hanks was in Australia quarantining because he got the virus. I will say this, in order to be a resilient leader, we must be a reflective leader who looks back and learns in order to be a healthier leader in the future. And so, as we now reach two years since the virus fully impacted people on American soil, we're going to take some time to reflect a little bit here on this episode. As you know, a lot of wounding has taken place. Of course, the virus, the lockdown, and the isolation that so many people felt, the jobs that were lost. Almost a million Americans have died from the virus to date. In January and early February of 2022, there were more daily deaths that were happening then in January and February of 2021, more than a 9-11 every single day. The economic issues, the divisions about masks and mask mandates and Black Lives Matter, the election, vaccination divisions, stimulus checks, the attack on the Capitol building, QAnon, the Great Resignation, Omicron, supply chain issues, and now Russia declaring war on Ukraine. Do you remember when we thought a toilet paper shortage was the biggest complication that we would feel during this pandemic? You remember when many of us thought that this would go away in a matter of a few weeks' time? It's been a turbulent few years for us in the world and for leaders. A lot of faith leaders, pastors and church leaders have gotten the snot beaten out of them, many of them wanting to quit. How do I know? Because our team of coaches works with a lot of them, and that's what they've told us. And it was in the uncertainty and the turbulence of the moment two years ago that I had a thought while I was out on a run, we need to start a podcast 
on how leaders can remain resilient and healthy in such an unrelenting, uncertain, intense, complex season where people are looking to them for leadership. And here we are, two years in. Now, hopefully we're getting to the other side of this, but we're not out of the woods yet. Leader, how are you doing in the midst of all of this? How are your loved ones doing? And who are you today and how are you different as a person and as a leader than you were two years ago? What do you know now that you wish you knew two years ago? What have you learned in this season that you could not have learned without a global pandemic? How has your trust been deepened? How is your level of hope and joy these days? Of all the leaders that I've met, the thousands that I've worked with over the last two years, all but one of them has admitted to me that they're tired, at least a little bit. But are you bitter or better? Is your heart softer or are you more cynical and resentful? Leader, we've lost a lot. What, what do you need to mourn? Maybe it's mourning the way things used to be or mourning a sense of normalcy. Maybe it's a loved one that you've lost, a relationship that's been fractured in the division, a business that had to close down, mental health issues that have arisen in you or a family member or a friend or a coworker. Have you grieved that fully? And what do you need to celebrate? What do you need to make sure that you remember long into the future? You know, there were three questions that my family would ask each other each night at dinner during the lockdown. They were given to us by my friend Jared Mackey, who leads in Denver. And they were these three questions. What has the pandemic taken away from you? lament. What has the pandemic not taken away from you? Awareness. And what has the pandemic given to you? Gratitude. How might you answer that yourself? What has the pandemic taken away, not taken away, and given to you? Leader, what do you need in this season to be healthy and fully alive? Can you name it specifically and practically? Who are the people in your constellation of support? Those who are in your constellation of support, can you thank them? If you're missing some people, how might you get them? How might you pray for them? How might you initiate conversation and invite others to help you? What do you need to be healthy and thriving as a human being and as a leader? In this uncertain and unrelenting season, Americans are wrestling with four primary questions. Number one, what information do I believe, which is the nature of knowledge? Number two, who can I trust, which is people? Number three, am I willing to listen to and learn from others who are different than me, which involves humility? And number four, what is the vision of the good life, which is worldview? It's a question I picked up from Dallas Willard. These four areas of knowledge, people, humility, and worldview are things that Americans are thinking through quite a bit these days, and many people around the world. Are you aware of that? 
And how can you as a leader help serve and guide people into and through these four primary questions that we're all asking? What role are you to play in it? And maybe what role should you not attempt to play in answering those questions? But maybe we step back one more time and ask, how would you personally answer those four questions yourself? In order to be a resilient leader, we must be a reflective leader who looks back and learns in order to be a healthier leader in the future. I hope this has been helpful for you to reflect back. And if you need to slow it down, rewind it, listen to it again, I encourage you to do that because being a reflective leader will help you be a more resilient leader. Leader, it's been a grueling, exhausting two years, and hopefully we're finding ourselves somewhere on the other side of this soon. But remember, just as I said at the beginning of this podcast, when we started it two years ago, we're not going back to normal. There is no new normal. Instead, it is a new reality. And in that new reality, leader, I want to thank you for what you do. You've sacrificed a lot. Your family has given up a lot so you can lead others in this time. I want to personally say thank you for not giving up. Thanks for staying in. Thank you for being a leader, even or especially when you haven't felt like it. We need you. And we're thankful for you. I'm personally thankful for you, for your courage, your honesty, your willingness to show up and engage, your patience when others were losing their minds. Thank you. I'm proud of you, and I'm inspired by your creativity and your steadfastness to remain in the game. If I or we can encourage, support, challenge, and resource you, that is our driving mission. In fact, just as a small resource, many of you are aware of this, but not all of you, that each and every Tuesday morning, we send out a free newsletter with that in mind called Five Things in Five Minutes. You can sign up at kairospartnerships.org slash 5T5M. And you can unsubscribe at any time if it's unhelpful, but it's my attempt to help add value to you and your leadership. And you can read the whole thing in just five minutes or less. Well, two years ago, I hatched an idea to my friend and co-conspirator in good mischief, good kingdom mischief, Joel Bowen. And I said, what if we resourced leaders during one of the most intense and turbulent times? Will you help me do that? And I'm deeply grateful that my friend Joel Bowen said yes. Joel's been our producer of this podcast since literally day one, and he does great work. Thank you, Joel. If you're starting a podcast, you're needing to do a video shoot, or need help with audio or video production, Joel is your man. And you can learn more at onalimproductions.com, or you can visit our podcast show notes for more on that. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning, and remember, to be a resilient leader... We must be a reflective leader who looks back and learns in order to be a healthier leader in the days ahead. Have a great day.